Warning, this podcast contains mature themes from very immature people. What was the term you called uh, this, this lonely time that people start to pair up? Cuffing season. What do you think the etymology of that is? Cuffing season. I don't know. It's got to be like cuffing yourself to somebody, like handcuffing probably. Like right? handcuffs? Ooh. Ooh. Cuffing season didn't hit me this year until I went back east to spend um, a little bit of time with my family for the holidays. And by a little bit of time, mm-hmm. I mean a couple of months, as you know, which yep. is a lot of time to spend away and a lot of idle hours on those dating apps, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chatting with people who are 3,000 miles away, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to set up some handcuffs to put myself in when I get back to, <laughs> back to the West Coast. <laughs> Uh, I've been chatting and flirting with a guy and we'd FaceTimed and whatever. And we were, we were vibing. Mm-hmm. And then that, on, that quarantine flirt, that quarantine flirt. Right. And kind of like, we're both kind of eagerly like, can't wait until you're back to the West coast. And, um, I got bored really, really late on Christmas Eve. My family had gone to bed and I decided to Instagram stalk him because I hadn't mm. met him yet. And mm-hmm. I was scrolling and I was scrolling and I was scrolling. Oh, and I was no. like, I was like two years deep on his profile. No. no. <laughs> and I was laying flat on my back and I dropped my phone on my face. And no. my face. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. My face liked a photo. A two-year, uh. a two-year-old photo of him holding a baby no yeah mm-hmm. oh yep. my god holding a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> holding a now two years older baby yeah holding what is now a toddler um oh my god not his baby i don't think i think that's what i was trying to figure out when i was looking at it um <laughs> checking, <laughs> checking the, the punnett square trying to make sure like oh no the baby has the baby has green eyes it's okay <laughs> Right. I don't see, I don't see a cleft chin. Um, <laughs> so I was like, no, and I immediately unliked it and was like, maybe he doesn't check his notifications. I don't know. Um, and I spent about 18 hours like, oh, I fucked up. He thinks I'm crazy now. Uh, and then mm-hmm. he texted me like nothing ever happened. So I apparently did not terrify him with my late night Christmas Eve scrolling. <laughs> You mean with your very subconscious but very present desire to uh, mate him and and breed (laughs) and create new life? (laughs) With my my desperate plea for baby making with a man I've never met. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Welcome to Let's Get It On Film, the all things sex in film and television podcast. We're your hosts, Kate and Lauren. Hi, Kate. Hi, Lauren. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. Um, I am going to be honest with our listeners. This is our first bout of technical difficulties. 
it's true. My fault. Lauren cannot take the blame for it. No. My setup went a little bit wonky. Um, so later in the episode, you will hear my sound get pretty crappy. But it'll come back and it'll be smooth sailing from there on out. So don't even worry about it. You can barely notice, really, except for the parts where you can. But it's going <laughs> to be hey, Back fine. on the smooth sailing. We are smooth sailing like Leon smooth Bridges up sailing. in this bitch. Yes. It's going to be fine. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I am so excited for this episode. Um, mostly because my part has already been pre-recorded, so I don't have to do anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, hang me out to dry. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Yeah. the topic of today's podcast um, is another one that we were so excited to tackle. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> word choice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that'll be funny in about two minutes (laughs) um the topic we wanted to tackle for today's episode was angry sex that feeling of like you can't decide if you're gonna fight or fuck yeah Mm, that intense passionate borderline violent maybe problematic Probably yeah. wouldn't do it in your real life, but man, is it sexy on film sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's when characters just cannot get their shit together to talk about their problems. Sometimes you just want to see them pounded out. Sometimes you just got to fuck about it. Sometimes. Yes. Kate. Yes. One of our new quotable T-shirts. <laughs> sometimes you just got to fuck about it. <laughs> All right. Check our website for merch. Keep it hurry. And sometimes you just got to fuck about it. Oh, no. Let's not make promises we can't keep. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So angry sex. Um, here's here's right around where things will get uh, problematically bad quality. But don't worry about it. It'll be back. So hang tight. Okay, Uh, I would love to start if I could. Please do. What do you have in store for me this week for angry sex? So I'm bringing you a scene from the hit Netflix drama, Orange is the New Black. Prison drama. Yes, you must have heard of it. Also known as a white girl has to face the consequences of her actions. (laughs) Sounds fake. I think of that show as that, (laughs) but there's... Also, way more interesting side characters. Uh, So that's really the bulk of the show. So, yes, I remember watching season one of Orange is the New Black. uh, And I remember being enthralled by it. My first reaction was I wasn't sure if I loved it or hated it, but I somehow couldn't stop watching. And I watched all of season one in like one night. I watched season two and I remember... For some reason, I lost that enthralled feeling. I don't know. Maybe I was just in a different place in my life. But uh, so season three is right around where I dropped off watching for sure, um, which is right when this uh, episode takes place that I'm going to talk to you about. This episode uh, was called Bed Bugs and Beyond. It is episode two of season three. I'm going to be discussing a scene that stars 
Piper Chapman and Alex Voss. Uh, they are two of the main characters of this show. Uh, they're very complicated characters. Um, I would say they're often manipulative and not really good to each other. But for some reason, they cannot stop getting in each other's pants. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the actresses have incredible chemistry. You understand why they were having sex constantly so much that Piper got involved in a drug smuggling ring. We've all been there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex is, is played by Laura Prepon. Why don't I even try and say things correctly? The better question is, why do you never remember to look it up in advance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My brain is telling me it's Prepon, but I don't know if that's true. Laura Prepon. Like she's French. Prepon. <laughs> Prepon. Like she's a like she's mustard or something. <laughs> Pardon me, but do you have any? <laughs> do you have any Laura Prepon? <laughs> no. <laughs> I had a crush on this actress, Laura Prepon. Uh, since that 70s show. Uh-huh. She was a very hot redhead with a very husky voice, which <laughs> are two of my main buttons to press. So she's incredibly hot, and I can understand why uh, Piper Chapman, played by Taylor Schilling, who I have less intense feelings about, is so horny for her. Where to start? They have such a complicated history, these two, and I'm trying to figure out how much backstory is needed. Um, because they are constantly betraying each other. Like, uh, the whole reason that Piper is in jail is because Alex named her at her trial. And then at the end of, of the previous season, Alex had testified against this drug boss, but then he didn't end up going to jail. And so she was afraid that he was going to come and kill her in retaliation. So. Uh, she bought a gun, which was violating her parole. And Piper from the prison decided in a mix of fear for Alex and also a selfish desire to see her again, uh, had someone on the outside call Alex's probation officer and got her sent back to the prison. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's a pretty tough situation. And in season, at the beginning of season three, the two are happy to see each other again uh, until uh, this episode, Bedbugs and Beyond, where uh, Piper tearfully confesses that she is the reason that Alex is back in jail. Upon learning this, Alex is rightly furious and calls Piper a manipulative cunt, which, by the way, can we can we talk about the C word? Mm -hmm. I love it. Me too. It's very evocative. <laughs> Were you expecting debate? <laughs> no, because I know you like it. Because I I kind of you know what it is. I kind of learned to like it from you. <gasps> I'm influential. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. <laughs> I'm a trendsetter. So that's the setup. 
you can understand why there's tension between the two, right? Mm-hmm. So the scene itself that I want to talk to you about uh, starts with uh, Piper and Alex accidentally locking eyes in a hallway. <laughs> oh no, how lesbian of them. <laughs> I know, I know. It's this show is nothing if not on brand. Um, and relating back to the to the title of the episode, this whole subplot is taking place in the middle of a bed bug outbreak. Uh, so everyone has to wear these like paper clothes. Oh God! Yeah, and because it's a prison, obviously there are not enough clothes for everybody. Like Piper is in this like like scrubs looking stuff, and Alex is basically wearing a belted trash bag. Ugh. I gotta say, it's not the worst look. <laughs> no, but it is good commentary on the U.S. prison system. <laughs> oh, yeah. The system is broken. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. So, they lock eyes in this hallway wearing this, these, you know, ridiculous-looking outfits. And their chemistry is just off the charts, uh, smoldering at each other. And then Piper angrily stalks into uh, the closed library, closed because of the bed bug infestation. And Alex has this moment before she decides whether she's going to follow or not. And uh, and that's where I'm going to I'm going to send you the link. Mm-hmm. What is this instant replay? Is this actually? Part oh, of that's it? Not, it? No, that's okay. not it. That's someone being very horny on me. <laughs> relatable um okay all right that's intense i do have one question off the top if i may or is there something you want to tackle right away no hit me with a question i am not sure i buy super angry lesbian sex now feel free to call me an asshole and tell me i'm wrong um but i just don't get how mad you could be at somebody and then go down on them (laughs) (laughs) it's so interesting to me that you say that because that's what I love about this scene it's hot in that they're clearly being rough with each other I mean it starts off with a slap and that Mm -hmm. is a brutal looking slap yeah that's a rough slap that's that's not that's a lot (laughs) like that's genuinely wanting to hurt someone but then once they get to you know the kissing and they 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 get past uh you know the the real like, are they going to fight or are they going to fuck? And they decide. It's a lot of hair pulling. It's a lot of like pushing and maneuvering the person where you want. They're very, you know, in control. They're fighting for control. But the goal is about giving the other person pleasure in, an, in a vindictive way. <laughs> and it's not about, it isn't about like using someone for your own orgasm. It's about like, I'm going to be in control here and I'm going to make you come and you're going to fucking like it. Uh, and I love that because I, I understand this. I understand the feeling of like, you just shut up and let me play your body like a fiddle. And I like the idea of like, you may not like me, but I can, I can make your pussy wet. (laughs) So who's the real winner here? I, like that's what I like about the scene, and so it's really interesting to me that you don't buy it. Uh, it's something in the nature of like for me, what makes angry sex intense in in these circumstances because I haven't had any in my real life. Um, mm-hmm. Is this idea of like we're mad, but we're so attracted to each other that we're going to get off together anyway? 
Um, mm-hmm. But this sort of, there's, <laughs> I've never seen a like vindictive, <laughs> I've never seen vindictive cunnilingus before. <laughs> it just seems like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> vindictive cunnilingus is so good. That's such a that's, good name. That's what I'm going to call my angry girl band. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> this is an interesting question to pose to you. Uh, have you ever argued with a, a lover? Um, have you ever argued with a lover? I hate, I hate saying that. <laughs> lover. <laughs> I hate it. Um, have you ever argued with someone that you're sleeping with about who's going to come first? Like uh, no. in terms, because like I have, I have had that argument of like, no, 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 let me. And then they're like, no, 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 please. I insist. Meaning let me get you off first. Yes. Let me go down on you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's because you're, well, let, mm, I feel like we're coming at this from two different sides of it because. Mm, different life experience. Different life experience. And also I'm kind of a top and you're kind of a bottom. It's true. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't want to say it straight out, but like, that's what we're dealing with here. I'm a bottom and I'm proud, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) So, so like the idea of that, that there's a lot of control in being, uh, and, and like power in being the one to make someone come. And that can feel really good. And when you're so angry like that, sometimes that's what you want is to feel that power and feel like you're the one in control. Um, and like, this is, uh, this is echoed in a later scene in the next episode. There's a moment where, um, Alex realizes that she has a hickey (laughs) and she goes to Piper and confronts her and is like, uh, you you marked me. I'm not your sex cow. You're my sex cow. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> You're not using me for sex. I'm using you for sex. So <laughs> there's this control issue is, is like very clear in their dynamic right now because, you know, as, as I said, they're they're so used to manipulating each other. And this feels like an extension of that dynamic of their relationship is this fight for dominance. Uh, And it's through controlling the other person's pleasure and like reminding them of why they have this intense chemistry. It's, it's all right if you don't buy it. No, no, it's just a, it's never even like occurred to me. So seeing it, I was caught off guard kind of in a good way, kind of in like a, wow, I was absolutely not expecting that. Because it's, Mm -hmm. um, it's like, uh, anti-heterosexual, which I appreciate. Yes. Yes. I appreciate that about it because it's innovative, but, but that, that same expected intensity and physicality and, you know, a little bit of the hair pulling. And when she, when Piper grabs Alex's glasses and throws them to the floor, my heart was like, no, the glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, as a glasses wearing bitch, I was like, those are expensive. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but then she, she lays her down on the table and, and pulls off that (laughs) garbage bag (laughs) outfit. um, And just like 
buries her face in her pussy. Uh, <laughs> so that is just uh, making up for it, making up for any potential scratches on the glasses, if in my opinion. <laughs> The outfit of the the garbage bag and and the, those utilitarian bras uh, really highlight the setting that they're in and the like situation that they're in um, because in a way, as much as they're fighting for control amongst each other, they have no other way to control their lives. Yeah. you know they're they're dominated by this prison system. That's very true. I think the funniest part of this scene is after Piper goes down on her where she pulls her legs back and and just kicks her away kicks her. it's like yeah. it, it's like a like a like in an action movie fight scene is what it looks like and she goes like dramatically flying flat on her back yeah. it's almost like like in a fight scene where you see somebody do that thing where they leap from flat on their back to like straight up on their feet that like cat like leap <laughs> it reminds me of like that kind of move <laughs> yeah yeah I love that I love that moment and then the like there's that one shot of her like swinging up and and just like there's a breath as she's like looking down on Piper and then she's lunging over her and oh there's that there's that moment where they're kissing and it's very obvious that Alex is biting Piper's like lower lip mm -hmm. and pulling on it. And I just, I love, Oh, I am a sucker for biting. Oh. <laughs> and uh, then Alex just like continues this, this path of like kissing slash biting her way down Piper's body. And then the last shot is that great like shot of, just Piper's face is her neck is, is bulging as she's arching off the floor. Uh, and it's, you know, apparent that she's about to come if she's not at the moment. It's just beautiful. I love that moment. Mm -hmm. That's pretty hot. I'm, I'm partial to the girl fight in general. It's almost like a, like a lady's wrestling sequence is kind of how it plays out for me because it mm. like particularly, and I can't tell if this is just like, Maybe that the actors don't do a lot of stunts or something, but you know, like the grabbing of the hair looks kind of like held back, like kind of fake, like they're trying to look like they're being super rough with each other. And I can't tell that's a, if that's a function of like the characters are holding back, they're not actually trying to hurt each other. And so they're doing that kind of move or if it's just like maybe they didn't get that much stunt practice and so it looks mm, fake like yeah. wrestling but the whole thing kind of plays out like a like a professional la ladies wrestling match which i like mm -hmm. particularly with that one sort of big dramatic kickback oh, love that love that moment <laughs> but between those things and the drama of like that big slap right at the beginning that's how it, how it plays out for me which i think is fun and campy it feels a little tongue in cheek doesn't it this this scene it's a little tongue in something <laughs> kate with the cunnilingus jokes hey. oh my god you're just so quick <laughs> oh my god all right kate you gotta stop stop tell me about this scene lauren rate it for me okay soundtrack I could not find what song this was. I found a lot of people on message boards and I saw misinformation. 
Okay. But I didn't find anything definitive that was saying like, this is the song. So I love, I love this music. I'm not sure what it is, but it's, it's like a, a rock uh, soundtrack. It's, it's very like heavy drums and like uh, it has a kind of changing tempo at, at, at one point where it's like, at one point they're looking at each other uh, with Alex on top of Piper and the music kind of like takes a, takes a step back and then they're kissing and it's, and it's back in intensity. Um, this might be a dumb question, but did you Shazam it? I tried. It's my, my phone couldn't figure it out. I did try. All right. Well, it could just, it could just be an originally scored scene. <laughs> it could it just be could scored be. with rock music. It could be. It made me annoyed that I couldn't find it. <laughs> so I like the soundtrack, uh, but not being able to like listen to the song on its own. I'm only going to give it a three. Yeah, because I think it's 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 works really well, um, but I wish I knew what it was. <laughs> T. I have to spell stop every time. Uh, T. Time. Uh, I think this. I think this scene is too short. It's very fast, and it seems like it's very intense. But they don't linger in the parts that I, I kind of wish they would linger on. Yeah, they they linger a little bit more in the violence and anger of it than in the um the sex part, which I prefer yeah. the opposite ratio when you get um the the physical violence out of the way quick and then it's just like very intense sex. <laughs> I agree. I I wish I wish that they were letting this scene play out longer and more in depth, but I also understand why for this show which isn't like, I mean, there's a lot of sex on the show, but it, it isn't, you know, HBO or something. It it's, has a, you know, PG-13 to R sort of level of, of sex and nudity. I don't know. Do you think it warrants a two? I'd give it a two or a three. Yeah, that's what I'm around. It could be longer, but for me, like I said, it's not so much the timing as it is the ratio of of how yeah. they split the action. Um, so I guess I guess I'd, I'd give it a two for that reason. Yeah, I'll also uh, I, I'm going to give it a two. I, I think that's that's fair. It's it's I just I find it too short. They're, they're blasting through the things that I care about. S T. H. Nope. Heat. Nope. Nope. Authenticity. Uh, <laughs> authenticity. Um, authenticity. I don't know that I will ever be in a situation where I have this level of violent, angry sex. So I don't know if I can say that it's authentic at all. I hope you won't ever be in a violent sexual situation. <laughs> That's very kind of you. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that, like I said, there's an element of unreality to this scene. Uh, it's very much, um, heightened scenario, heightened emotions. Everything is, is kicked up to 11. That makes this a nice fantasy though. That it's gives a us very an nice fantasy fantasy quality, which you, you'll probably address in, in your next criterion, but I will. But authenticity, I think I'll give it another two. Heat, heat, I find it very sexy. I find there are a lot of things that I find very sexy 
uh, about this scene, the hair pulling, uh, the pushing at each other to kind of like maneuver, like manhandling each other. Find that very sexy. Um, the biting of the lower lip, as I said, another button. I, I very good. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I find it, I find it really hot, even though it's like in, in this scenario, it would be like, Oh, probably shouldn't be doing this. I can understand the, the scene makes me understand why it's just so unbelievably hot that you have to have sex right there. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a five, honestly, why not? Yeah. That's what we're here for. The hot stuff. Yeah. Um, and then production value. I like it. I mean, there's not a lot in the set design to distract from what's happening between the characters mm-hmm. and the camera techniques and the editing. It's very clear that like, you're not really paying attention to anything except the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I think that it's, it's very well done. You know, there's nothing to distract from the emotions that are on their faces. And we get a lot of, we get a lot of not necessarily even close-ups, but like medium shots mm-hmm. uh, where we see their faces and we see their heaving chests and like we can feel what they're feeling through that shot. Uh, but it's not so close up that you don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is something that I saw a lot of as I watched these scenes as I did my research for the show. Um, Mm -hmm. that a lot of these intense, angry scenes, um, they dial back all the other sort of cinematic qualities. The editing isn't distracting. The set pieces aren't distracting. The camera work isn't distracting um, Mm because they just basically want you to just zero in on what's happening between these characters. Yeah. And and I I just think it's really effective. I think I'll I'll give it a four. It's not a exemplar, but it's, it's just a really you know, decently done scene. Well done. I agree. This was a, this was a good choice. Um, something that I wasn't expecting. So thank you for bringing me something I haven't seen before. Do you think you can top these lesbians having vindictive cunnilingus? (laughs) I would love to top lesbians having vindictive cunnilingus. (laughs) I knew you would. Uh, I've brought something particularly juicy for you this week. I think you're going to like it a lot because I don't know how you couldn't. It would be bad taste only. Um, Mm -hmm, What mm -hmm. I've brought for you is the 2002 American film Unfaithful. Oh, I don't think that I've seen this. 2002, you say? 2002, it was directed by Adrian Lyne, who also did Fatal Attraction, Indecent Proposal. Mm. So all these sexy thrillers, they're all Adrian Lyne. Mm-hmm. Starring Diane Lane, um, who I have a giant girl crush on. She was nominated mm. for the Globe and the Oscar for lead actress for this role. And she's just so, so gorgeous. I love her. Uh, she plays Constance, the main character. And Richard Gere plays her husband, Edward. And very sultry Olivier Martinez plays Paul the Cute Frenchman. Um, So Constance is a very appropriately named character. She lives this really boring domestic life with her husband, Edward, and their eight-year-old son. Um, The movie opens on this montage of wind blowing that's like hauntingly suburban. (laughs) There are shots of like... Sexy wind? 
no, not sexy wind. It's just wind. And it's, um, it's shots of like a canoe bobbing in a pond and a bike tipping over in the yard. And it very quickly becomes obvious um, that it's a heavy handed metaphor about the winds of change and Constance's life. <laughs> gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of these metaphors that just kind of get beaten to death. Uh, forgive, <laughs> please forgive that turn of phrase for anyone who's seen the whole movie. <laughs> Constance and, and her husband have this collection of snow globes. Um, and they're like very emblematic of this bubble of a life that she feels trapped in. And so there's a lot of time spent with the wind and with the snow globes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, right at the beginning, Constance gets her kid ready for school and has to brush his teeth for him. She has to point out to her nagging husband that his sweater is on inside out. Is that Richard Gere? It's Richard Gere as the husband. Yes. Um, Wow. And at the end of the sequence, her husband tells her on his way out the door that he doesn't think she should go into the city because of the weather, because of this wind. (laughs) Ooh, the dangerous wind. The dangerous wind. So, of course, she immediately gets on the Metro North from the suburbs into New York. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And the wind is pretty harrowing. She narrowly misses getting hit by, like, a runaway shopping cart. She gets pummeled by these balloons being sold on a street stand. (laughs) She gets pelted with street debris, knocked over, trying to scream for a taxi. Um, When a cute... Frenchman carrying a comically large stack of books appears, <laughs> also being pelted with debris. <laughs> they, okay, cool. They collide forcefully in the street. They go down in a heap with her directly on top of him, all sexy like. <laughs> she she scrapes her knees, um, and he they they get up. They collect their things. He tries to help her hail a taxi. They can't get one to stop. And so, of course, he invites her up to his apartment for a Band-Aid because this has all happened right in front of his apartment building. (laughs) This cute Frenchman is Paul, played by Olivier Martinez. Mm -hmm. Paul is a 27-year-old book dealer living in a huge, beautiful apartment (laughs) on loan from his sculptor friend who lives in Paris. (laughs) This is so bohemian. I know, it's very bohemian. Um, And their interaction is all very cute and flirtatious, but it's not untoward. He offers her a Mm -hmm. book on her way out the door, and he directs her to a book of poetry, which she reads out loud, and he recites along with her. It's very romantico. It's nice, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So obviously they begin this torrid affair where she lies to her husband and she goes into the city to see Paul for um, a series of really hot trysts. And you said Paul is 27 and how old is she supposed to be? She's probably supposed to be like around 40, maybe in her early Mm. 40s. They're they're like a a settled middle-aged couple, but um, Diane Lane is just so hot that it doesn't matter. Yeah, that that is understandable. Yeah. Okay. But he's he's very much a younger man. He's a boy toy. Ooh, the younger man. Yes. So during this whole affair, Connie gets increasingly desperate and over-involved and her husband gets increasingly suspicious of her because of this. Mm. And then finally, after Paul doesn't answer her phone calls for a couple of days, she goes into the city to see him and she catches him canoodling with another woman in a bookstore. (gasps) So angry sex ensues. (laughs) Of course it does. Because we can't just talk about our our problems. (laughs) 
<laughs> no. So um, I did something really annoying and I literally took a video of a video on my phone for you to watch because I didn't <laughs> want to rent it again. That's fair. I will, I will deal with it. So they start fighting after she catches him canoodling with this woman in a bookstore. She says, I can't do this anymore. And he says exactly the thing that will rile her up most. He says, fine, go back to your suburb and your carpool, your tennis lesson. And she mm-hmm. storms away and he chases her into the stairwell. And then they have this delicious, half-dressed, angry sex by the stairs. The scene itself is super hot. They start out with this slightly dicey physical fight where he's clearly overpowering her and being rough. And you think it might get a little unfortunate in terms of consent. She says, no, I can't. And it's over. And I hate you. And he's already Mm -hmm. undressing her, mouthing at her tits over her shirt while she pushes him away. Um, But pretty quickly, they flip the script. She's very obviously saying, like, I hate you. I hate you. But she's pushing her hips into him. And she's like... like holding his shirt and like grabbing it you know it's it's a bit of mixed messages there very much so um she's you know barely done pushing him away when she starts undoing his pants yeah and for me the most interesting part of the scene aside from the part that's really hot because they're boning is that before they actually have sex he makes her say that she wants it he won't do it until she admits it and that makes it both really intense and somehow kind of like dirty talk as she demands that he fuck her in this apartment building stairwell. I love that moment too. And it's interesting because just looking at these subtitles, it starts with her asking the question, you gonna fuck me? And he asks, you want me to? And she says, yes. And he says like, well, say it. Making her say, I want you to fuck me. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a good example of how how consent can be sexy mm-hmm. because it's about voicing the desires, even if even if they're maybe not the desires she was voicing before. The desires in that moment are, you know, I yeah, I, I want I it. Think that's you know maybe one of the sexiest parts is that line has taken the time here to make the consent explicit, and it's still steam and smoking hot (laughs) yes it's still very hot and it's still very angry Mm -hmm. even just the way they're moving together once he penetrates her like it's very grasping hands it but also like the hand in the hair sort of pushing her down uh and then pulling her back up it's that it's that line between like rough and manhandling and you know maybe maybe too much yeah, the way he gra- he grabs her like so tightly from behind and he grabs her tits yeah. and he grabs her hair. I just think it's so swoon worthy. She like mm-hmm. twists around so that they're kissing while he fucks her from behind. It's all really frantic and intense and rough. Um, it's that really sim- cinematic, can't keep your hands off each other, just gonna rip our pants down and fuck thing. Um, anyway, I die. I think it's so hot. <laughs> I I agree. You know what I think is also making it hotter? Uh, this is a bit early for uh, some of these notes, but uh, I, one thing I was struck by was the camera work. Did you notice this? It's a very voyeuristic camera, mm-hmm. which is an odd thing to say about cameras capturing, like film capturing any sex on screen. But it's especially voyeuristic in that it feels a bit 
um, at one point handheld. There's like a sudden zoom on him pushing her against the wall. There's a moment where it sort of quickly snaps up to their faces and then pans down their bodies. And aside from this uh, more static shot, uh, this wide shot of them in this stairwell, uh, they have a lot of these like handheld zoom ins that feel like you're watching. You're watching from this position and like that's your eyes focusing on a certain detail. Yeah, that's exactly it. The camera is clearly handheld, but it doesn't move much. And so it's, it stays back for the most part as though you're just a person who's like gotten to the stop, the top of the stairs and you're like, huh, <laughs> like, yeah. like the viewer is just one of the neighbors who found them this way, kind of. Yeah. But the camera doesn't move too much until it just suddenly like, boom, gives you these hot close-ups, like when he pulls her pants down over her ass and when she undoes yeah. his belt, you get a really good like close up on those things that um makes it feel pretty intimate. I I 100% agree. It's it's a great it's a great it's a great choice. Uh I'm I'm just fascinated watching this. Um it's interesting to me that her outfit isn't sexy. They're both wearing these like gray tones and jeans mm-hmm. and she's just wearing like a, a tank top basically. Yeah. She's just wearing like mom jeans and a gray sweater until she's in a tank top and mom jeans. Like it's not a sexy outfit. She's, she's gone into the city basically to tell her that the affair is ruining her life and that they should stop. But what she comes upon is this scenario that makes her ragingly jealous. (laughs) Yeah. And that leads to this passionate fucking. And that's, that's beautiful. You love to see it. (laughs) you'd love to see frumpy angry sex that moment where they're just pushing and pulling and you know moving so much in this hallway and uh but they can't let go it's and that's i guess a metaphor for the whole relationship mm -hmm. it's like she's pushing him away but her legs are like wrapped around his waist so (laughs) he moves back and she just like stays she like goes up in the air as he steps back because her legs are like around him (laughs) yeah Oh, it's, this is, this is a good one. It's really hot. Yeah. This was, this was a, a gem, a gem of a find for me. I have to, I have to stop it or else I'll never be coherent again. <laughs> Olivier. <laughs> <laughs> what is he, what has he, has he done other stuff? Cause I, uh, I'm just asking for a friend. Just asking for a friend. I'm going to look it up cause I didn't bother to do that research. He is very sexy though. Um. Wait, hold on a second. <gasps> okay. He dated Halle Berry. Uh, <gasps> what? Engaged. He was engaged to Halle Berry. He was engaged to Halle Berry? Oh, he's the one that was hospitalized after he got into a fight with her boyfriend. <gasps> oh. I don't yeah. recall this. Oh, no, they're married. Holy shit. Oh, no, they're divorced. <laughs> well, I feel like I, I feel like I've just gone on a journey. Yes, no, sorry. Okay, yeah, they they got married in 2013 and they divorced in 2015. Okay, I didn't know that he was married to Holly Berry. That's interesting. That's so cool. See what you find when you look through Wikipedia. Ah, oh, I could I should have looked it up first. Um, <laughs> let's see, what else is he in? Physician, Revenge, Texas Rising, Mars. 
Paul, Apostle of Christ. I don't know what any of these things are. I can't believe I don't know he what would any have of them are. In unfaithful. That's sad for him because he's beautiful. Seems like maybe. Yeah, he's beautiful. So stop. I've got a rating for you. No, stop. Stop. So, um, stop. <laughs> stop it. Um, stop. Do you think we'll ever get over this joke? No, it's really good. I'm really happy with it. It's fun. Um, okay, let's stop rating. So, starting with the soundtrack, there is none, there's no music, mm-hmm. but I think it's pretty effective just hearing them like pant for each other and like fight about it um because it's a quick scene um and it really draws attention to this hot dialogue that they have so i give it a three for the soundtrack even though it doesn't have any addition to our fuck jams playlist which is a tragedy but it's Mm -hmm. okay because i think it's worth it yeah i agree i think it's like you said it really highlights that moment that we love so much of her saying i want you to fuck me and it, and it highlights that feeling of voyeurism because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel cinematic. It feels like you're just witnessing two people fuck. Very much so. So for the time, I gave it a four. The sex scene itself is just over a minute, but I think it's a really well-used minute. They take you on that full journey from, mm-hmm. you know, the the passionate anger to the passionate sex. Um, they really, yeah. they they form it well i think it's really well acted i think it's really well choreographed and so it all it's really good use of a minute i agree i think it it goes on a on a full arc like you said it goes on a full arc and that's really impressive in such a short time authenticity i scored it a little bit lower i gave it a two because it's not super authentic i mean between the location and the circumstances there's a lot of the movie magic hand waving on this one right not too many mm-hmm. people have physical fights in their apartment building hallways and then fuck it fuck about it you know um yeah it does however include something that i'm partial to which is a little bit of fumbling <laughs> that Ooh. always boosts authenticity for me because that's realistic so when she's trying to undo his pants, she fumbles on his belt buckle and he kind of struggles a little bit to get her pants down over her ass. Um, and that's always a turn on for me. So um, mm. it's not super authentic, but I do like that it's got that smidge of authenticity there. Yeah. If, if this were uh, truly authentic, we'd want it to stop right around when she says, I can't. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but... <laughs> Given that this is a film and this is a drama, uh, you know, things take a things take a dramatic turn. So for heat, I mean, the heat is off the charts on this one. I gave it a five. It's crazy hot. Yeah. (laughs) But they have this gorgeous chemistry. They're both so hot and frantic for each other. Um, This one just ticks all my boxes, Um, but but especially the one in my pants. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. hard to resist the the heat factor of this one um and we already talked a little bit about the production value which i gave a three but you may have talked me into a four um based would, on the voyeuristic say, yeah. quality yeah i think you might be right um i don't love the lighting of the scene um mm-hmm. it's a little 
it's a little grainy. I read something that said that they had been like piping in fog or smoke or something to, you know, make everything a little, um, I don't know. Atmospheric? Do, I don't yeah, know. I guess, I guess atmospheric. Um, and so they were like making the actors sick with it. Um, and I don't, Oof. I don't love that effect, but the framing is good. The camera work is good. None of it to me is like groundbreaking or frankly super noticeable, which I don't mind. I think it's classic Hollywood editing. It keeps your attention mm-hmm. exactly where it needs to be, which is on the smoke and hot boning. Yeah. Like I said, I think the editing serves really well to give you enough of those like medium wide shots where it feels like you've just stumbled upon this couple, uh, but also directing your gaze to where the editor and director want you, which is, you know, the hands fumbling and you know, they're, they're kissing and the peeling off of shirts and things. Uh, so yeah, it's, I think, I think it's very well done. It's, it's because it's even things like the, the lighting and the graininess, it highlights kind of the dirty wrongness of it all. Like the, the location and the, uh, uh, it all, it all just serves this moment, the, the editing and the filming and the lighting and the set and everything is serving the moment of they really shouldn't be doing this, <laughs> but they are. And that's they why are. it's a movie. They just can't help themselves. Well, that was beautiful, Kate. I think that I am, I am very excited. If this is the sort of stuff that I'm being exposed to uh, just from the start of this podcast, I'm very excited to see what other gems you bring me. Oh, I've got good stuff for you. Uh, hey, Lauren, I think you sent out another super scientific survey this week, didn't you? I surely did, Kate. I sent out to a very select number of subjects the <laughs> question, never go to bed angry. I don't know if it should surprise you. We got six responses. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good sample size. <laughs> I know, right? It's, we're really getting into the, the heart of what um, the people think. The overwhelming majority, I think only one person uh, objected. The overwhelming majority say that it is false. Never Ooh. go to bed angry is false. Ooh, that's, is that boomer logic? Are we fighting against the advice of our predecessors? I guess, Yeah. So the the general consensus is actually very mature, which is that, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I know they they were a lot more mature than we were. They were taking into consideration things like, you know, healthy communication and like problem solving. (laughs) And they said things like um, sometimes sleeping on an argument or confrontation can lessen the immediacy of it, thus giving you distance and perspective. Hmm. Not, not wrong. So another person said, I think it's healthy to come to the consensus you need to resolve this another time and not in the moment. Once you've been able to unpack stuff in that context, I'm going to bed angry still though less hot. (laughs) So those were mostly about sleeping on problems, which very mature, not exactly what we were talking about. No, don't these people know sometimes you have to fuck on it. (laughs) Sometimes you have to fuck on it. Just like our t-shirt says. (laughs) But uh, a few people did mention angry sex. Someone says, angry sex is fine as long as you're not one of those couples who constantly get into public fights because your relationship is built on angry makeup fucking. There is a place for that sort of thing. And that place is New Jersey. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm yeah. promoting whoever that was to my new favorite person. Yeah. That is a really interesting note, though, because we do all kind of know those couples who all they do is fight and fucking make up. That's where they find their passion. It's I hadn't really thought about yeah. that because I had been considering, generally speaking, angry sex to be wholly unrealistic because it's unhealthy. But I guess with that perspective of one of our super scientific survey responders, that's totally true because we all know that couple. Yeah, there are couples that are addicted to the drama of it. The, the, the feeling of <laughs> they're their own will they will they won't they they want to drag you into it they want to make you some sort of participant mm-hmm. to their games oh my god no that's like dragging someone into your sex games that's in mm-hmm. in the truest sense it's get involved with this to heighten our tension <laughs> mm-hmm. like lauren said blah 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 well, Lauren's a fucking bitch. <gasps> Don't talk about my friend like that. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> correct. And then pretty soon you're fucking. Pretty soon you're fucking and you're all tense about it because somebody called your friend a bitch. And that just makes it hotter. You should really stay out of other people's drama, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, all that's left is that we want to hear from you. Write in. Yeah. Tell us what do you like? What do you not like? What do you want us to talk about? Do you have favorites? Do you have ones that you hate? Do you just want to talk mm-hmm. shit with us? Write to us. You can get us at info at letsgetitonfilm.com. You can get us mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yes, at let's get it on film. Where else? And are we're we? also on Instagram. On Instagram. <laughs> yes, we are. I yes, swear we one are day on- I'll remember this. <laughs> It's all right. We're fine. We're in, we're on Instagram at Let's Get It On Film, and we have a website, Let's Get It On Film dot com, where you can find our most recent episodes. And uh, each episode, we attach the videos that we've been uh, we've been lucky enough to sample. Anything readily available online, you will find as a companion piece, as well as our stop ratings for every entry. Yes, absolutely. And finally. Yes, Kate, take it away. Don't forget to check out our Let's Get It On Film Fuck Jams playlist. Very sexy mm-hmm. tunes for you. The most sexy. Very sexy music that we pull from every um, film and TV show that we talk about. At least that we can find the song for, because I don't know that I can find the Orange is the New Black track. <laughs> but uh, I'll do my best. Anything we can find. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so join us next time for another episode of Let's Get It On Film. And just remember to keep it pervy. Keep it pervy. From the society he is bent upon destroying. Look at his face. It is the face of a smut monger.